Welcome back to our Real Insights for HR Executives podcast series. I'm Mike DeClaudio, leader of KPMG's HR advisory team. Today, we're going to look at HR technology. Our 2017 HR Transformation Survey found that 43% of organizations cite supporting HR technologies as a challenge for them as they strive to deliver strategic value. Today, we're going to be learning about one organization's experience in actually using their HR technology by digging into a recent session from our KPMG HR forum titled, Enabling Integration Using Business Processes and Data Governance at Allergan. In this episode, KPMG's Amy Ariola joins her client, Allergan's Rick Deisinger, who's the Associate Vice President of HR Technology Strategy and Governance. Allergan had 25 acquisitions and divestitures that they implemented over a five-year period using Workday as their system of record. Together, Amy and Rick will discuss how they used Allergan's HR technology platform to facilitate models of the company's future state footprint while ensuring that business continued as usual. So with that, let's join Amy and Rick on stage. Welcome. My name is Amy Ariola, and I'm a director with KPMG. And I'd like to hand it over to Rick Deisinger from Allergan. My name is Rick Deisinger, as Amy said. I am Associate Vice President of HR Technology at Allergan. I've got responsibility for all of the HR-enabling technology at Allergan. We are a workday shop primarily. We use Taleo for our recruiting applicant tracking system. We also are a shadow SAP shop, as well as you'll hear a bit from our journey Through our acquisitions, we've acquired quite a lot of other enabling technologies, but I think the foundation of the story is Workday, but I think be able to draw some parallels for those of you who may be using some other enabling technology that's not Workday as well. One of the uh, other important points to note is that I am part of the HR operations organization working closely with our IT partners, but my team and I sit within HR. So what is this company, Allergan, you may ask? We are a global pharmaceutical company. We've begun to kind of rebrand ourselves as growth pharma versus big pharma, which kind of has a nasty connotation these days. And so what does that really mean? Well, one of the big components of growth pharma, as you're going to hear from our story, is is acquisition. We're a serial acquirer, and I think we've got a lot of stories to tell. You may not be working for an acquisitive company, but I think some of our experiences nonetheless may be applicable to some of the challenges that you might have and hopefully can help them draw those uh, parallels for you. The other point I'll mention, you may not have heard of Allergan, but no doubt you've heard of Botox, so that's our headline product. We do a few more uh, other products as well, but everyone's heard of Botox. So we are an Irish company, although our administrative headquarters are here in the U.S. We do have global uh, presence. Just quickly, you can see since 2014, there's been 25. Actually, uh, we just added another acquisition, so we're up to 26. Pretty fast moving. With the acquisition of activists, the organization took a a sizable leap in terms of size and scale and number of employees from 3,500 to 16,000. At that time, though, the focus was really more around lifting and shifting taking the acquired company and cutting and pasting that into the Workday instance without any real consideration for harmonization. What we saw then when we acquired Forest was that approach 
had something left to be desired. And that's really where Amy and I joined the organization at the tail end of that. So we were asking a lot of questions as people who were new to the organization. Why are we taking the approach? It's like, well, the answer was, this is the way we've done it. And what we saw, though, was a very rough integration, many challenges in really enabling end-to-end -end processes for the new combined organization. Taking data from Forest that really didn't fit in the activist model and didn't fit the new organization's model. And so it was at that point that Amy and I kind of asked the question, what is it that we need to do in order to move from a lift and shift approach, just taking data and transferring it from point A to point B and fully integrating those data into an end-to-end -end process. That was the challenge that we gave to ourselves and our teams for the work then that we did when we acquired Allergan. From the outside looking in, I think because we just weren't as heavily invested in the existing process being new, that they weren't really asking questions at the time about what they were trying to achieve. So if we're trying to run payroll for our people, what does that mean that we need to do in the enabling technology? If we're trying to support a footprint, like can we tell headcount across both branded and generics pharmaceuticals, can we actually do that? Or do we just know we have X number of employees? When we came to the end of 2014, we actually couldn't enable all of those things. We couldn't actually answer a lot of those questions, which in January, that meant Rick and I both went, okay, huge step backward, let's broaden our perspective and make sure that we can not be in this situation again. And we asked the team, kind of, what are you trying to do? The answer that we got is, we're trying to load data. And my question was, well, well what are we going to do with that data? What processes are we trying to drive and empower? Uh, and the answer was, to a large extent, a blank stare. And that really was owing to the fact that in the legacy Watson and activist kind of era, while Workday was well established, it was really very much an island. And so it wasn't well integrated with other processes. So it really was just about getting data from point A to point B, with point B being Workday. That was the objective. And Amy and I said, well, look, we have to be able to drive payroll. <laughs> we have to be able to drive a, a whole host of other enabling processes and technology, some of which are in HR, but most actually are business-driven processes and systems. And so it, this is much more than an exercise in taking data from one system and loading it to another. We begin to, to really change the thinking around what the objective actually is. It's less about data and it's really about driving processes. And that got the team to start to question, well, what exactly is the process that we want to drive? We've got numerous legacy processes that we have not yet really focused around harmonizing. And maybe we need to uh, take a step back and figure out what does that harmonized process look like, because that then really informs what we need the data to do. At this point, then, really what we were looking for is an approach that was dynamic, but also one that was more predictable and rigorous and had some global standards to it beyond just this very myopic focus on it's about the data. 
And so we are still a very dynamic organization, but we understand that we need to strive for some sort of stability, some sort of harmonization of processes and systems. We needed to be able to push forward the integration from uh, integrating data to harmonizing end-to-end -end processes so we would reach a steady state the organization then could manage against rather than continually reacting to. We very much fighting fire. Things were breaking around us. But we wanted to fully utilize the technology that we had available to us. We wanted to get the most out of the Workday platform and the flexibility that it offered. At the same time, the organization is continuing to do acquisitions. So the ground is shifting under our feet. So how do we get that stability when we're in an environment that is highly unstable and where we were having one acquisition thrown at us after another? Literally, we would have some weeks where we would announce two or three deals. Admittedly, on the small side, but th these deals would also close very quickly. And even if it was a small organization of five, ten people, it ended up being a very customized deal around those five or ten people. So counterintuitively, the complexity in some respects, even more so than a much larger deal where you're looking at an entire organization and striving to treat them in a more standard way. We also had conflicting requirements around speed and standardization. Taking all of that, those were the facts on the ground, and those also are the things that we were trying to strive for, stability in a very unstable environment. So what was the answer then? At this point, enter this concept of closed production. I want to now turn it over to Amy to talk to you a little bit more about what that meant to us and what that looks like, and hopefully now we can begin to draw some parallels for you around how you might be able to use this concept, maybe not directly, but borrow some of the principles that we established in our approach to closed production. The challenge that we've been given by our leadership at Allergan is we need you to support this full footprint of the combined organization and all of the decision-making process that we will be making throughout until our, quote, day one of having to actually pay everyone out of the same system and drive procurement out of the same system and so on. Well, from our perspective, at first, we thought, well, maybe we can just get everyone into production. Like, let's get them into the production and we'll be fine. Well, that very quickly fell apart around us. So as a technology organization, we could actually support that. We'd gotten very good at doing data, but what about everything else? What about downstream? We still had an SAP system that we had to do things with that were driving financials and some of the sales organization. So SAP can't move that fast. So we had to figure out a way to support the leadership's requirements of reporting out on organization charts and evaluating how the combined organization would look while simultaneously not actually breaking anything else. So we started brainstorming and we realized, huh, you know, Workday actually will let us take copies of production overnight. So we can get a snapshot of the activists, the legacy activist organization, 
in like five hours, 12 hours. Then if we just pull an extract from the acquired slash merged organization's legacy system, we're really good at data. So that means we can shove that in there even if it's not exactly right, because we don't care. We're not breaking payroll. We're not breaking anything downstream. And it will allow us to actually provide to leadership a view of what the combined organization looks like. Why is that? Because Workday's reporting functionality is so strong and capable that we can then just run standard reports out of that system, provide them to the leadership teams, and then they can actually see what each one of the divisions and lines of business would look like and say, wow, this is where we probably want to make some major decisions around maybe putting another line of business under another, or maybe it's around severance packages and how much they would cost based upon hire dates and so on, which is just the reality of where we live these days. Just for fun, I wrote down on my card, so we're not just using the technology's inherent innovation, which Workday prides itself on as a vendor, but we actually decided to use their innovative support model to our benefit. What we were actually doing was refreshing production every three weeks and recombining the organization based upon an organizational building Excel spreadsheet that was being driven by HR business partners, the existing transactions that had taken place in the production system of Workday, and then ultimately the production system of SAP. Just to make sure we're clear, so we're taking a copy of production into one of our test tenants. For those of you who have Workday, you know you've got your sandbox environment. You can have kind of nearly unlimited additional tenants as well. So that was really what we were doing, taking constant copies of production and doing a little bit of what I said earlier on we didn't want to continue to do, lifting and shifting data, but we weren't doing it outside of our production environment. So that gave us a little bit more flexibility and opportunity to experiment. As Amy and I were putting this together, really what we uh, kind of concluded is we created a skunk works of sorts in our test environment that let us kind of experiment with ways in which to rapidly integrate data to test new business processes that we thought the organization might need, but without breaking anything because we weren't connected downstream. We were in this test environment but we were treating it as though it was production, thus our not too terribly innovative naming convention of closed production. So it gave us an opportunity to do rapid development in an environment that looked very similar to production, but that we could really play with and not have the same concerns that obviously you would if you were making these changes, taking these risks in a production environment. I think that one of the key takeaways on this was that I want to just reiterate that this was about leadership support as much as it was testing. We were going to have to have people manually maintaining a combined footprint outside of any system if we couldn't come up with a faster, better way because it was a requirement of leadership to be able to have that real-time data in order to make organizational decisions. So 
really what we also managed to do by coming up with this closed production idea is to support the need for this combined footprint before it was actually public and hence the closed in our closed production because it was kept as up-to-date as humanly possible while simultaneously having to be kept hyper-secret because there were reflections of decisions made in that tenant that were not public knowledge. It became a production plus, if you will. While we were trying to do our level best to reflect what the current state organization looked like, we were also using it to model changes that we knew were in the works in terms of overall organization structure. So we had both a representation of what the current state organization looked like, as well as the beginnings of what would future state Allergan look like and how would we manage to that? Part of this process is that we were trying to ensure that we were supporting not just the data requirements. We wanted to make sure that the business felt supported. And the business, of course, is our leadership. But what about just our peers in other areas, centers of expertise and excellence that include the talent organization, the compensation organization, that had absolute net requirements around their ability to do performance at the end of the year for the full combined organization, even though they had no visibility into what that combined organization was going to look like. They were still in the process of regrading people and re-leveling jobs for a combined organization that they still had to do performance evaluations on. And all this had to happen in Workday by November of 2015, when our legal day one was March 17th. Well, the answer is that would not be possible unless we could provide some kind of a, call it, combined footprint that included, even if it was in progress, data, yes, but also infrastructure. What does the infrastructure look like for a legacy forest person? What does the infrastructure look like for a legacy Allergan person? What's grandfathered? What's not? Who's going to Teva and who's not? So with all of this in mind, what we had to do, well, had to, I think had to, is create all of these additional environments that allowed the IT department to do what they needed to do while we were in turn doing what we needed to do over in that environment talent to do what they needed to do, and the compensation area to do what they had to do. With all that said then, what did we really accomplish? First and foremost, we gave the organization kind of an advanced look. When we finally got to production with a harmonized set of business processes, what that organization would look like, who reports to whom, how many people do we have in this geography versus this division or line of business. So we were able to accelerate that greatly in a way that very closely mirrored production. So previously, and many of you may have experience with this, to be able to get to that point, it's usually a spreadsheeting storm at best. And with very limited ability to dig into insight. You know about how many people you have, but you don't know much about them. So we were able to fast track that we were able to generate org charts that looked just like org charts coming out of the production environment that displayed and surfaced admittedly legacy information, but legacy information then that our business partners, 
and our line leaders needed to figure out how are they going to sew these various and disparate organizations together. So that was key. It became more than just counting heads, and it became providing visibility into who those heads are, where they sat, what do they look like, what are other key aspects, even being able to see easily all the disparate titles that we had across the organization was key in accelerating our global job harmonization. So as I think Amy pointed out nicely, we were able to test multiple projects concurrently, testing that typically would have only been able to have been done after we completed the harmonization integration of data into production. And more importantly, because of the flexibility that Workday allows with respect to the number of tenants, we were able to have multiple copies of the same thing. So we could have you know, copies that our IT partners were able to use to test in parallel multiple work that was undergoing, whether that was payroll, whether that was aspects around the sales roster system, the sales operations system. We were able to do all of that testing in parallel because we could accelerate and multiply the number of instances of closed production we were able to put forward. In terms of additional key learnings and hopefully how you might be able to apply some of this in your own work situation, obviously right, every, there's great pressure on all of us to move quickly. But at the end of the day, you know, speed matters, delivering on the objective matters. And so you need to find the right balance in terms of flexibility and structure. It needs to be structured enough to be able to actually solve the problem in a meaningful way but it needs to be flexible enough to allow you to think around the corners. Cliched, think outside the box. Think in a way that is not necessarily constrained by the way you're doing it or even not doing it or constrained by whatever technology platform you have. Certainly, those constraints do come into play then when you ultimately need to apply it. You need a tool and an environment that enables you to think in ways that you wouldn't have thought for and take risks that otherwise you would not have taken because if you broke something, you might not be able to recover. Also as well, if you're going to move fast, you need to have the right decision makers at the table. That probably goes without saying, but one of the uh, I think biggest efforts here was a non-technology piece of work around managing expectations around what this would provide versus what it wouldn't because it looked so much like production in terms of the output that we were able to provide. The organization started to believe it was the truth. And in many ways, as we were talking about whether or not we were applying organizational changes that were to come, it didn't always reflect the truth. And it was always still somewhat of a lag from actual production. So there was a lot of work to manage this is very near real time and it's near the truth, but it is not. So that I think is key. To sum it all up, my question for you is if I'm sitting in this audience and thinking about what is it that I want to take away, the question that I have is what is your closed production? What is the tool that you are using to rapidly solve your business problems? What is the uh, enabler to think beyond the constraints that your current enabling technology or your current business processes apply to you. Whether you are a workday shop and have the ability 
to utilize test tenant in the way that we have done or not. That to me is the takeaway that I would suggest. Thanks again for joining us on this podcast. Stay tuned as we hold future conversations on real insights for HR executives.